Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From the Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Hunter Biden bought the Colt revolver in 2018 when he was at the height of his addiction. He has acknowledged using crack cocaine at times as frequently as every 15 minutes. But when Biden bought the gun, he filled out a form saying he was not a drug user, which prosecutors say made the purchase and possession of the gun illegal. Felonies that could put him in prison for more than a decade. Isn't Hunter a lawyer himself? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I would have thought he would have recognized that writing in my memoir that I was doing crack every 15 minutes at the time I was a gun owner is probably not a good idea or going on whatever the Today Show or whatever and saying this. I went one time for 13 days without sleeping and smuggling crack and drinking vodka exclusively throughout that entire time. How You, you said last hour, how is he alive? That's yeah, pretty impressive. No 13 days with no sleep? Crack wow. every 15 minutes? And was he implying that he didn't eat anything as well? He must not. Rem- There's got to be like stretches of weeks or months or maybe years he has very little memory of. Sure, yeah, and and I have a feeling he like passed out and just came to and was totally unaware of the passage of time. I think you'd be dead if you didn't sleep for thirteen days. But you know, I assume, I'm not a crackhead. I assume you know that Hunter Biden was indicted yesterday on the gun charges. It's the first time a direct family member of a sitting president has ever been indicted, and I feel like it kind of landed with. I mean. I feel like the, the the media reacted more or less the way I did. I saw an alert on my phone. I thought, I'll look into that later. I mean, it wasn't like, oh, my God, I can't believe blah, blah, blah is happening. There's just been so many 
this has never happened to befores. In the last couple of years, it's it's numbing. Uh, it should have been like break into regular programming. The evening news was like that was practically the only story they covered. It would have been five years ago if it was Trump's son. They oh, got yeah. indicted. First family member ever indicted would have been huge. But so uh, w- one thing before I get into some of the particulars, what do you know about this? I know nothing about it. I've heard people say, people that I trust and believe, that this is very uncommon to charge somebody on this and they would actually do jail time. That just hardly ever happens. I've also heard from people I trust and believe and think are sensible, any other person would have already been in prison by now for this. Do you know Hmm. which it is? No, I've heard both as well. Um, like David French in New York Times, him and uh, Sarah Isger of the Dispatch have said, it's not common for people to end up in jail because of this. Or they, you, you know, there's penalties, there's fines, there's probation, but you don't usually end up in jail. Then other, you know, other people have said the opposite. Yeah, I think it probably depends on the context. Like most defendants, if the guy's guilty of a bunch of stuff, including this, they might hammer him. If it's a, a white-collar jackass who didn't hurt anybody, um, maybe you pay a fine, you you do probation, that sort of thing. Uh, while this is interesting because of the potential political ramifications, um, I do consider it a distraction from the other distraction from the main course, which is obstruction of justice. But I know you have more on this. Which, which could be the point, right? You make I, this the big week, finally got Hunter story. And then maybe he does jail time or not, but it doesn't have anything to do with getting into the tax records and where the money went. Yeah, it would be a pretty good strategy, I think, for uh, making people weary of the whole thing by the time we get to the third, uh, you know, the third Hunter Biden related story. Uh, the, the second of which is all the money that flowed into the Biden family, which is obvious what was going on, but it's a little difficult to specifically connect the dots. But by the time we get to what I think is the main course, which is the obstruction of justice, people will be exhausted by it and or. You know, Biden will be long gone. A couple of the lay of the land things from uh, some of my favorite pundits. This now means that Joe Biden's Justice Department has pending indictments against his son and his chief political rival. And that Merrick Garland, according to Mark Halpern in the uh, wide world of news, Merrick Garland, one of the least politically savvy players on the national stage in quite some time, is in charge of some of the most politically important criminal prosecutions in American history during the heat and heart of a presidential election cycle. So that's setting the table pretty good for what's going to be going on. And you got to throw in an impeachment. So you got an impeachment. Impeachment of the president happening the same time that Hunter's in court and Trump's in court during an election. Which channel covers what at what time? Or do you have three screens going on at once? You get all three of those stories. And if you want to descend from 30,000 feet down to like 15,000 feet, you got to throw in the fact that all the Trump stuff is dizzyingly complicated, involves many defendants in multiple venues, and and only following that would be like your life's work for the next year and a half, or two years. 
So going on or with, ten, hell, I don't know. Going on with this punditry, Hunter Biden would not be facing this charge if his father had not run for president in 2020, because there just wouldn't have been the political will to do it, I guess. Because of the decline in Joe that was already apparent, and because of Hunter's struggles with addiction, I was surprised that Joe chose to run in 2020. That's why, under these new circumstances, I wouldn't be surprised if he chose not to run again. I'm not saying Joe should feel guilty for what's happened, but that would be a natural human reaction. There will be renewed speculation about Joe Biden's pardoning both Hunter and Donald Trump for the federal charges to try to cover, you know, kind of the whole Hunter thing, which would be obviously wow. incredibly self-serving as he headed out the door. As uh, <laughs> as our executive producer, Mike Hansen said, he'll come out, he'll announce I've pardoned Hunter Biden, then he will uh, announce he's resigning and then walk out the wrong door. <laughs> Walk into the room, a closet. <laughs> of the room to make it more clear of why he shouldn't be running. But I hadn't heard that idea. He pardons Trump on the federal <laughs> charges and Hunter Biden. Okay. That's just dizzying once again. I mean, everybody would be enraged. Dr. Jill would be pissed off. Right. So Jonathan Turley wrote um, in his column, this is the first child of a sitting president ever indicted. I had previously raised the possibility that Joe Biden could pardon Hunter and then cite that abuse of power as a reason for declining for re-election. It was his, uh, Jonathan Turley wrote this a couple of weeks ago. It was Biden's break glass option, the pardon Hunter and withdraw from the 2024 election. So it hadn't occurred to me the idea of him pardoning Hunter and then deciding not to run. Um I didn't remember this. KJP was specifically asked about this a couple of weeks ago. Um, Fox News asked White House spokesperson Karine Jean-Pierre about the possibility of a pardon. She cut him off before he even finished and responded unequivocally, no. Uh, like, no, uh, that's not even an option. Okay. Had, had she been coached on that or did she go? I, I don't have any idea. I think part of it is just that there's no penalty be paid to be paid for blatant dishonesty. And then this, she says, no, Biden uh, uh, pardons Hunter, his brother, uh, his third cousins and half of the state of Delaware. Uh, and there's no cost to be paid. So why not say it? Whatever you want. True. And then this angle, which I find delicious in the wing, discuss all this, I guess, for the rest of our lives. Um, uh, the, the switching of the scripts on some of the gun conversations, gun laws and everything that was oh. going on yesterday was hilarious. <laughs> right. Jonathan Turley writing, there's little room for a defense here beyond what I previously raised, challenging the constitutionally of the un- constitutionality of the underlying law under the Second Amendment. However, to do so, Hunter would be challenging a law that his father enthusiastically supports with cases that his father has vigorously condemned. Having Hunter go full NRA could present political problems for the president. Well, it didn't seem to bother CNN yesterday as I was watching and they had a full conversation of, is this even constitutional anyway? The idea that if you had a drug problem, you lose a constitutional right. You don't lose your freedom of speech or your right to petition the government because you used to be a drug addict, but you do lose your right to own a gun so and now i suppose i'll hear from some people on the right the the, they'll be going the other way absolutely you've got to follow these gun laws you shouldn't a drug addict should not have guns i don't know if everybody's just going to flip if i 
Well, right, and if I hear that sort of just inexcusable hypocrisy from the right, I will call it out, but that is just hilarious. I know. On CNN, they're lecturing all of us on the importance of the Second Amendment because the great Graham Potus's crackhead son violated gun laws. Good Lord. So the, just, oh, so the party that every time there's a shooting anywhere, the first, see the governor of New Mexico, anytime there's a shooting, the first step is people shouldn't have guns. The Second Amendment is awful. We need more guns gun laws but in this particular instance eh, you know why you really need to prosecute this ah come on uh, we'll be a little picky aren't we my old buddy mike the uh, attorney says have you seen the lefty social media sites uh, on the hunter story what amazing spin with republicans finally care about gun laws oh and nobody ever gets charged with this and the lemmings are lapping it up like mother's milk and then he suggests playing charles krauthammer's uh, your favorite clip michael from the great krauthammer Teat. Anyway, <laughs> don't bother. Teat. Um, um, oh, jeez. Um, so. <laughs> Childish. I find it interesting that two really smart pundits threw that out yesterday as a possibility. I would have not thought that can't happen. He can't pardon his own son in, like, the most bl- glaring abuse of the pardon power ever. Just purely self-serving your own family. I do think he would have to resign if he did it, because he can't do that and run. (laughs) He's already losing to Trump in the polls. You do that, I mean, he would lose a lot. But, you know, if you think about it as a dad, I could sure see, I'm an old man. I know I don't have long to go. I don't want to die with my 55-year-old son in prison. Now, I'm not saying that theory is wrong, but I find myself wondering why would he not just announce that he's not going to run, then pardon Hunter on his last day in office. Okay, do it that way. Which would save the horror, the abject horror of President Kamala Harris. Anyway, I I still maintain it's the obstruction of justice we need to talk about, perhaps after the break. Okay, and then so you let a trial happen, or you're thinking there's going to be some sort of plea deal so that you don't end up with Hunter on the stand, and maybe Bo's wife was then Hunter's wife on the stand explaining why she threw the gun in the trash can. I mean, that would be be rough for the president. It'd be a fantastic soap opera, but it'll never happen because uh, old man Biden will call Hunter and say, take whatever plea deal you want, I'm going to pardon you. Oh, okay. Yeah. They can, they can sentence you to a thousand years. Doesn't make any difference. I'm going to pardon you. So, yeah, you're right. right. You're right. And then Joe Biden keels over a heart attack, and Hunter spends the rest of his days in the Who's Cow. <laughs> Just possible uh, plot twist. <laughs> oh, Just come uh, on. it out there. Joe says, I and everyone else being distracted by shiny objects. He's going to try to bring yes. it back to reality. Wake up. Among other things, next. Armstrong and Getty. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Look out. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Democracy is at stake, folks. Our democracy is under attack. And we got to fight for it. I taught at the University of Pennsylvania for four years, and I used to teach political theory. And folks, you're always here. Every generation has to fight for democracy. And I found myself, it's automatic. We didn't have to believe it. I taught at the University of Pennsylvania for four years. I used to teach political theory, he said yesterday, except that's not true. He did work, kind of, for the University of Pennsylvania for four years. He got almost a million dollars for showing up a couple of times and talking about whatever the news of the day was with a world leader here or a business leader there and having a little seminar. And But he wasn't teaching political theory at the University of Pennsylvania for four years. That's a real yeah, according, according to UPenn, no, he, he taught no classes here. Wow. Wow. And that was yesterday. He just he so so I've I've been asking the question, does anybody ever go to him and say, hey, that whole uh, you were here the day after September 11th. A a lot of the media is pointing out that you weren't. I mean, does does anybody call him on that? And Uh, if they don't, it's going to lead to him thinking it can continue to just make crap up. I mean, Peggy Noonan of uh, Wall Street Journal wrote a column the other day saying, the old politicians are stuck in the day when you could go around and say stuff like that. And nobody nobody would hear it outside of that room. In the room, people might think, oh, that's interesting. I didn't know that. But there was no way to check. And you just, right. it would just go what, away. What, are you going to call you Penn and have them dig through the records All for right. you? No, of course right. not. Well, in answer to your original question, uh, I, I think it's, uh, it's not the sort of thing where you would call him on it. You have... Experts in dementia, Alzheimer's, and whatever advising the White House, probably working with the White House physician. There's no point in saying, Granddad, he's your old friend, if Granddad doesn't remember his old friend. Uh, But anyway, putting that aside, because we have very little time, as always, to get to the thing I really want to get to. Um, And that's the the three-headed beast that is the 100 gun charges. Forget about that. A crackhead had a gun. I'll let the justice system do its thing. The unmistakable influence peddling of the Biden family where they passed tens of millions of dollars through shell companies and everybody got inexplicably rich. That's a serious thing um, and could definitely lead somewhere, but it's a little vague and amorphous and tough to follow the dollars. The one that's clearly impeachable and serious and unforgivable is the obstruction of justice. And once again, quoting the great Jonathan Turley, who is writing about this, um, The debacle in the Hunter Biden investigation has left most objective legal analysts in disbelief, with one CNN analyst calling it an unholy mess. Um, 
And he makes the point that the case for an inquiry came from essentially Attorney General Merrick Garland. Even before the collapse of a widely condemned sweetheart deal with Hunter, the investigation Hunter, uh, headed by U.S. Attorney David Weiss was a growing concern for many observers. In prior years, I wrote about Garland's refusal to appoint a special counsel despite the obvious conflicts post- posed by the potential involvement of President Biden in his son's alleged influence peddling scandal. I also raised the problem of an investigation that remained ongoing for years as the statute of limitations expired on major potential crimes. And then it turns out those same concerns that Turley has been writing about were raised within the White's team. He mentions the IRS, IRS whistleblowers whose under oath testimony remains unchallenged. Uh, they recently confirmed that the expiration of potential tax felony crimes was raised with Weiss and the DOJ. There reportedly was an agreement to extend that period, including the violations tied to the most controversial alleged payments from sources in Ukraine and other countries. The two witnesses testified that the Justice Department instead allowed the statute of limitations to expire. I think again, to make it clear, after saying we will absolutely extend those. I think Kevin McCarthy should be more often saying, hey, 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 because he gets they have a microphone in his face all day, every day. He needs to say, hey, hey, you y- all keep saying with no evidence. How about the two whistleblowers? How about this? How about that? I wish he would push back on that. Right, right. And then, of course, uh, Turley makes reference to the district judge who asked the prosecutor if he had ever seen any plea agreement like this one, and he was forced to answer no. So an utterly unprecedented, bizarre, sweetheart deal. That's obstruction of justice. That's the smoking gun, oddly, not the smoking gun. Will that be looked into? (laughs) That's a good one. Armstrong and Getty. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to fifteen hundred dollars again sign up using code buckeye and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and game sense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park that's 1-800-GAMBLER Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Growing questions about what caused the Libyan flooding disaster. With fears the death toll could reach as high as 20,000. The coastal city was deluged by a wall of water reported to be nearly 23 feet high in parts. Two dams near the city buckling under the weight of stormwater. 
the Libyan Prime Minister admitting there was a failure to maintain the two dams built over four decades ago. And the UN claiming Libyan weather warnings were inadequate, failing to issue any evacuation orders and officials saying we could have avoided most of the human casualties. Most of? Officials saying you could have avoided most of the 20,000 dead? No. That's a rough one there in Libya. This one, it's interesting to me, we seem to, as human beings, we can get really uh, uh, contemplative about numbers up until 10,000 or so, and then past that, we kind of just blank out, because you can't comprehend it, I guess? I think there's some truth to that, yeah. I feel like disasters with much smaller numbers of dead get way more attention than this one is, with 20,000 dead! Like the, I always think of the giant tsunami on Christmas Day, what year was that? That killed a quarter of a million people. It's just like, everybody just kind of moved on. You can't even, you can't even fathom that. I don't choose, I don't, I don't want to fathom it. I don't think, um, especially because I have zero responsibility for Libyan dam maintenance. So to me, it's just horror and, and sadness and, and right, terror but, but if you had like 15 miners who were trapped somewhere in the world oh, yeah you might oh, hang yeah. on every bit of it the news for a week yeah oh i get your point completely yeah you're right um coming up sean penn said some pretty incredible things as he often does uh having to do with the strike and uh will smith and a couple other things also a movie that wow. i'm really looking forward to that's coming out so we'll get to that in just a second uh, getting back to Libya just briefly, <clears throat> there's an old uh, witticism that war is how Americans learn geography. Um, it, it struck me lately that aging is how Americans learn anatomy. As I've learned all <laughs> sorts of <clears throat> terms for the various parts of me and the muscle groups and the discs and the, everything else. Uh, uh, but I've completely lost track of Libya since, you know, Gaddafi and... Uh, Obama's overthrow of him, which led to many years of chaos and bloodshed. Uh, be careful getting rid of the status quo. In fact, you know, this is a good, pretty good blanket uh, piece of advice for everybody, from actual ultra-mega types to Marxists in the street to your critical queer theory types. Be careful overthrowing what is, because what follows is often way worse. Or... Maybe your job or your marriage or a whole bunch of different situations. Mm-hmm. Um, just changing it might not be better. Yeah, be be a little careful about that sort of thing. Not, you know, uh, and you hate to paralyze people in bad situations. That's not my point sure. at all. But especially in terms of political systems, be careful because the natural state of the universe is chaos. Anyway, having said that, I've totally lost track of Libyan. How do those people live? Are they at peace? Do they have a government? Oh, is it's it a, like and it's a mess? Yeah, yeah. I, I kind of thought it probably Remember was. Remember when Gaddafi rode the bayonet down the street? Those were good times. He was a bad guy. That's a lighthearted way to put that. But um, if you had, speaking of screwed up countries, if you had Venezuelan astronauts on Chinese rockets landing on the moon on your bingo card, congratulations. Venezuelan astronauts on what rockets? Chinese. Okay. Landing on the moon. Evidently, Nicolas Maduro got together with uh, Winnie the Pooh and pledged their enduring friendship uh, in in all areas. Uh, so, and as a China token of Venezuela. my as a token of my appreciation, I'm going to put some of your people on the moon. 
<laughs> essentially. Uh, Venezuelan President Nicolas Fat, former bus driver, corrupt socialist Maduro, vowed to send, quote, the first Venezuelan man or woman to the moon in a Chinese <laughs> spacecraft. Finally. As part of a new strategic partnership between the two countries. Congratulations on achieving the technology of the late 60s. So those of you who have long dreamed of Venezuelans being transported to the moon aboard Chinese craft, your day has come. While we're anyway, Owen oh 2. <laughs> Thanks, Vin. While we're in China, the defense minister has disappeared. And uh, what? Uh, was taken away last week by authorities for questioning and has not been seen since. The United States is reporting we believe he's been removed from his post. China ain't saying nothing because that's the way they do things over there. You just disappear. They don't make big announcements or uh, you don't resign and hand over, uh, you know, your title to someone else. You just disappear. Uh, Li Shang-Fu hasn't made a public appearance since late August. U.S. officials cited unspecified intelligence as a basis for assessment that he's been relieved. Uh, Here's the punditry on it from somebody who follows this sort of stuff. Given the economic, government, and cultural turmoil in China, don't be surprised if this development is the one that unspools Beijing unrest and threatens the Xi regime more than it's ever been threatened before. Oh, really? All right. Well, we'll see. Wow. I'm kind of surprised to hear that. Me too. I've read a a bit, uh, well, a little more than a bit, but um, about how dictators actually maintain loyalty among the critical actors, the the ruling class, the elites, that sort of thing. And one of the uh, one of the aspects of that, which is a little counterintuitive, at least to me, is that you regularly either lop off people's heads or remove them from power or whatever for no good reason. Mm. Yeah, you've got to keep even the elites guessing and and always anxious to prove their undying loyalty because they're not quite sure what this guy did. But I want to make sure whatever list he was on, I'm not on. So, oh, great one. Uh, let me pledge my fealty to you. In fact, don't even give me my graft this month. That's how much I love you. So I wonder if it's one of those things because he's purged a handful of pretty high ranking guys lately. Huh? Uh, are we supposed to uh, talk to the good folks about Simply Safe this segment, Michael? Yeah. Well, let's uh, let's do that real quickly, and then I've got an absolute galling appointment by the Biden administration in the Pentagon. Uh, and then the thoughts but, of Sean Penn. Oh well, please, top priority. Uh, fall is here. Maybe you're doing the back to school thing, chasing kids around at soccer practices or whatever you do. Maybe you're tailgating for hours on end at the, lo- the local football game. Your home is sitting empty and vulnerable, and all the bums and junkies and thieves and scumbags want to steal your stuff. Don't let them have it. We recommend Simply Safe Home Security and the revolutionary home monitoring innovation 24 7 live guard protection. Yep, it's designed to stop crime in real time. So now, if an intruder breaks into your home, Simply Safe professional monitoring agents looking at the camera can actually see, speak to, and deter them through the new smart alarm wireless indoor camera. By the way, it's got a super loud um, siren on it, too, which works pretty Love well. Love it. Love it. 24-7 Live Guard protection is made possible by the new Smart Alarm wireless indoor camera available with Fast Protect monitoring plans. And uh, you can learn more about it at the website. It's really laid out well, and you can customize the system for what you're worried about. For instance, if you don't give a damn about floods, you live on top of a mountain, don't bother with that. It's customizable. For a limited time, get 20% off your new system when you sign up for Fast Protect monitoring. Visit simplysafe.com slash Armstrong. That's simplysafe.com slash Armstrong. There's no safe. Like Simply Safe. I don't know why I said it like that. That sounded kind of jivey. There's no safe. Like Simply Safe. That was that, 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 that. There is no safe. Like Simply Safe. Be safe. Simply. Please. SimplySafe.com slash Armstrong. 
The Pentagon has appointed a researcher to their Department of Disinformation who spent the year 2020 praising Twitter's decision to block and deplatform the New York Post for the Hunter Biden story. She talked at length about how important that was, and it was a great move, and we really do need to uh, have the tools to battle disinformation. We can do more on that coming up, uh, but just unbelievable. So uh, I don't care what actors think about stuff or say about stuff generally, but Sean Penn did an interview the other day, said a couple of things I thought was really interesting. The multiple-time Oscar winner said he is going to have his Oscars melted down and turned into bullets for the Ukrainians to fire at the Russians because of the Will Smith event. He went on and on about how horrified he was that everybody, uh, that they let him stay there and then stood up and cheered him when he won the Oscar after what he did. He just thought it was disgusting. Sean Penn is a fascinating guy. I think he's half nuts. But he's he's extremely bright. He's actually a really good documentarian. And uh, wow, I love that. I know. How can, how could you think any other way? Honestly, when I it's heard it, because he, you you worship the golden calf of fame and fortune, like everybody in Hollywood does. When I heard him talking about that, I thought, yeah, that's right. That did happen. He just got to sit there uh, the rest of the show and then got a standing ovation when he won the Oscar. How crazy is that? I mean, that is so crazy. Sucker punched a smaller man over a personal grief, uh, uh, you know, gripe in public and was allowed to stay there and get an award and get praised. It's sick. That's how sick those people are. Oh, and he also went on to say, why did I go to jail for what I effing did? And he gets a standing ovation because he punched a paparazzi one time, right? And ended up actually in jail. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But I thought this was kind of interesting about the writer's strike. One of the things that your SAG after members are on strike for, and it's the reason they haven't done any TV shows or movies or anything like that, and um, most of us haven't even noticed, but um, is uh, how AI is going to affect it. And he he's talking about how they want to scan his voice and his body. You go into a room and they scan everything for you, and then they have your voice, and then they can make a replica of you and use you any way you want. And he's horrified by that and thinks they won't get paid appropriately. He said, so you want my scans and voice data and all that? Okay, here's what I think is fair. I want your daughter's uh, scan because I want to create a virtual replica of her and invite my friends over to do whatever we want with her in a virtual party right now. Well, that's strong. Seems a little (laughs) over the top. Wow, my daughter? Uh, Yeah, at the same time, though, and I'm not, you know, I despise so much of quote-unquote Hollywood culture, as I've made clear, I think. Um, but creative artists and writers and actors, uh, I admire their skill. I, I just don't particularly care what they think about, you know, politics or whatever, or, or culture or morality for that matter. But I, I don't wish to see them out of work. I don't want bad things to happen to them. Having said that, you're like cotton. What, what did the cotton gin replace? Was that like uh, sorting the cotton or picking the seeds out pulling of it or the, something? Yeah, like pulling the seeds out of cotton. Yeah. Have you ever actually done that? One of, my, one of my great teachers in grade school when we were studying the cotton gin had some cotton, raw cotton, that still had the, the seeds in there and sent it around the classroom for us to try to pull it out of there to show how difficult it was. It was really, yeah. really time-consuming, mm-hmm. and then the cotton gin could do gazillions of pounds a day and everything like that. Something you did as a yeah, slave well, all day long. 
so anyway, thanks for that clarification. I uh, I just think so many of the writers and actors who are howling about the new technology are, uh, you know, cotton seed pickers standing at the gates of the cotton gin factory right. saying, uh, what about our jobs? They're gone. They're going to be gone soon. That's what about them. Doesn't make me happy. It just is. Wow, I learned some interesting stuff, speaking of AI, about what uh, Elon is doing differently now from what they were doing like a year ago that is going to advance AI quite a bit with all, with all kinds of things, robots and cars and stuff like that, uh, mm-hmm. from his new that new biography about him. But we're about at the time. So maybe we'll... Yeah, why don't we grab a break, Reese, just get our act together. Tim you Scott, know... the presidential candidate and senator from South Carolina with some harsh words for Randy Weingarten, who runs the whole... Everything that is about schools and teachers in America. Bring it, Tim. And uh, and uh, rightfully so. So all that stuff on the way. Hope you can stay here. Armstrong and Getty. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. The Armstrong and Getty Show. So, I don't know if you heard this or not, but Randy Weingarten, who uh, might rank up there as among the more evil people in America in recent oh, times. Oh, I would say so, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and her getting away with claiming what she cares about is the kids and the teachers. And what she cares about is, is is money and power, and she's done some of the worst things to kids in this country. She's a she is like a despicable human being. I mean, not only like not my preferred choice politically, she is a despicable human being. She should have to defend herself on this stuff more often. Anyway, she um, likened on uh, one of your cable news channels over the weekend. Uh, school choice and parental rights advocates to segregationists who oppose segregation of schools. It's pretty strong talk in a pretty crazy way. That's obscene. It's obscene and dishonest. It is obscene. Tim Scott, the black South Carolina senator who's also running for president, 
uh, slammed her for that, for comparing parental rights to segregation. I'm sick of liberals crying racism every time they're losing an argument. I can't think of anything more racist than teachers unions trapping poor black kids in failing schools in big blue cities. Randy Weingarten, you've done enough damage. Um... Uh, and this is an issue. I don't understand why, how, how many so people, so many people who are uh, Democrats stay uh, in, in their tribe or on their team on, and just you know, that's my side. So I'm going to let this slide. Oof, that's exactly what's happening, and it is astonishing that uh, on a topic that's this obvious, they would still do that. It's horrifying. The idea that the people trying to get poor little black kids out of bad schools and into good ones are the segregationists. And the racists? I mean, it's just it's bizarre. It's beyond inaccurate and, and, and a bad argument. It's just, it's bizarre. So I'm still listening to this interview with Walter Isaacson, who wrote the Elon Musk biography, which just came out. And I might have to actually read that book. There's a lot of interesting stuff in there about um, management styles and the future and AI and all these different sorts of things that I'm pretty interested in. But one thing that Elon did uh, recently that I didn't realize, the self-driving car thing wasn't going as fast as he had hoped, which uh, I think we've all noticed. I've certainly noticed as a guy who drives one of his cars. So the way they were doing it before was, there's a, a term for this, you AI experts know. I guess it's the language model or whatever, but it was, uh, they were just writing code. Hundreds of thousands of lines of code to try to anticipate every scenario so the computer would be able to deal with it. So you write a line of code that says, if you see an orange cone, do this. If a light turns yellow for this many seconds, slow down. Or if it turns this many seconds, speed up, get through the intersection, whatever it is. You know, every possible scenario. This is a dog. Don't run over dogs. You know, you would be Mm -hmm. a dotted line around a corner to the left at this speed. You're going to want to. But if it's a solid line, you just all the imagine how and it just wasn't working. And uh, then he decided, okay, scrap that, and we're going to go with um, AI is going to learn from experience. So then they started collecting all of the videos from all the Teslas. They, If you're a good driver, they put you in a certain category of the way you would want good drivers to react. I, I doubt that I'm on that list because I drive rather repeatedly. Um, but <laughs> repeatedly, <laughs> uh, uh, they, 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 they just, so they took in all of the information and now I, AI is just coalescing what all good drivers do in all these different situations. And it's leapt forward by giant bounds in terms oh, of sure. its ability to now navigate the world. And the same thing is happening with the various robots that he is building, that they went from writing the code on how, you know, individual lines of how a robot should do this and that and respond. And if a box is this, you put a box there. Just watching human beings and then taking it in and 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 imitating them. And I think that's fascinating that that's, that's what's going to leap robots to being able to go into a warehouse and take your job. Is that they watched you do it and now understand how to do it. Yeah, that, I mean, that's obvious that that will be way, way faster that's so crazy to me that the the computers, the AI, whatever, can learn. Well, like well that. part of it is that mind blowing. Part of it is the technology for something that is a machine to watch humans and learn from it didn't exist until really, really recently. Right. But that's how right. it's gonna. That's how it's gonna work in the future. Anything that is uh, robot AI, all that sort of stuff, it's just gonna watch us doing it correctly. Uh, the best of us, and then uh, I won't be on any of those lists. Um, and then then replicated, which. Hmm. 
Boy, that's a little frightening. It's uh, fishing is top of mind because I was just uh, conversing with a friend of mine who's a fishing guy. AI fishing. Uh, No. Robot fishing. uh, You can stay at home. I was thinking of (laughs) that's not the idea. I think you're missing the point. I'm not fishing because I'm hungry. Um, But the idea of writing out instructions on how to cast. All right. First, bend your elbow, then lift your upper arm, then blah, blah, as opposed to watch this. Right. Uh, yeah, How much exactly. Time would I save? Exactly. Hmm. Fascinating. Bidenomics may be the worst campaign idea in the history of campaigning. Gender bending <laughs> madness. Next hour will be a blockbuster. Yeah, we do four hours. If you miss an hour and get the podcast, subscribe to Armstrong and Getty on demand. Armstrong and Getty. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.